This is Claim Your Potential, the empowerment podcast. I'm Sophie Lindbergh, your host and the executive director of Claim Your Potential. Get ready to embark on a transformative journey where we empower women and girls to unlock their full potential in every aspect of life. It's time to claim your potential and step into a life of empowerment. Tune in every Tuesday as we ignite your inner strength, provide actionable insights, and empower you to achieve greatness. So, are you ready to claim your potential? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Claim Your Potential, the empowerment podcast. I'm your host, Sophie, and in this episode, we are joined by guest Jasmine Salinas to discuss building wealth through property ownership. Jasmine is a serial entrepreneur at heart, and she founded her first startup and hired her first employee when she was 15. With a broad range of experience working with businesses of all sizes in multiple industries and expertise in customer service and sales, backed up by a couple of business degrees nationally and internationally, three plus years as an active investor, co-sponsor for 880 plus units in 2022 and limited partner for 170 plus units. Jasmine is also a powerful female immigrant volume two co-author and the founder of Massive Capital Girls Society. Please welcome Jasmine Salinas. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jasmine. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor to have you on. I was reading through your bio ahead of time and now, and all I can say is, wow, oh my goodness, that is so much that you have accomplished, especially from an early age. And I love starting our episodes hearing a little bit about people's journeys. And so with such a diverse set of expertise and experiences that you've had, what has your journey been throughout this process? How'd you get to where you are now? Well, uh, just as you say, it's definitely been a long journey. And let me give you just a little bit of background. So I moved here to the United States 10 years ago. I'm pretty much I had to start from scratch. I didn't speak the language, uh, you know, going through all the immigration process. So it was really difficult mentally, probably, I will say, uh, leaving my family back there. So I, I just started where I call at the time you know I was like it was very shocking but I was like if I wait until everything is great I will never start so little by little I'll start uh, I went to college I started my first job uh, in the fast food restaurant and little by little start you know claiming the ladder I got myself in sales that later on that was the only way that it will open the doors that I wanted to unlock. One of the things that I realized was like, what kind of business doesn't need sales uh, for their business, right? So I was like, well, I guess that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so started doing sales for all kinds of companies. I started in sales and just little by little saving money because I knew I wanted to open my own business. I just wasn't sure what kind of business. So I was just saving money, saving money. And at one point, I had like $45,000 on my bank account. And I was like, well, you know, this is not too much, but it's not too little. Especially when you see like YouTube or you hear podcasts, people like turning $10,000 into a billion dollar companies and all that. So it was kind of like frustrating. But at the same time, I mean, I was still like not sure what kind of business to open. So I was like, 
while I figure something out, I'm going to buy a piece of real estate. So I started exploring, you know, buying a house, a duplex, fourplex. Long story short, I was like, okay, that's, you know, the easiest thing to me right now is just to buy a piece of land. So I bought a piece of land and that was my first real estate transaction. Didn't know much, but I just like, let me put my money here. Yeah, that is so cool. And something that I always like to tell people is the beauty of trial and error, right? It's that, you know, that time to figure out, all right, I don't know what I want to do or how I want to do it or, or where I should start. So let me just try these different things and see what happens. And it sounds like you trying these different things really paid off in spades with all of the success that you've had. And more specifically, I'm thinking about your real estate and how much you are doing with real estate, how much you're a part of it. And I'm so curious, you know, in terms of real estate, I know that you had mentioned that was one of the first things that you had gotten involved in. How has that involvement in real estate really helped you build wealth and get that financial freedom? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's probably the only way for me, uh, in my personal opinion, to create real wealth, you know. So uh, as I was just buying this land, you know, I sold it because I find out later on when I get more educated about real estate that I didn't get such a good deal. I paid higher than anybody else in the neighborhood. Flood playing, long story short, sold it made only $5,000 on profit. And I was like, I, I started doing that again, over and over and again, just flipping land. So that's what I've been doing for the last four years. But one year ago, I was like, okay, this is like a get rich quick, but I'm not really building any wealth. Like, it's just like one transaction, you know, like you buy, sell, and that's it. So I was looking for a long-term play, something that I could create wealth for sure, for the long term, not just for me, but for my family. So I came across multifamily and everything made sense to me. I was like, okay, so you're telling me that instead of owning one piece of land or one house, I can own the whole building and the tax benefits, how quick you can scale, how easier it is to manage a whole building than just managing like different houses. So everything made sense to me. First of all, I realized this is what I want to do. That was probably what made it the biggest difference in my career. Just having clear mind and this is what I want to do, have clear goals and just go all in. I started connecting with people in the industry and got myself, uh, you know, I, I had to unlock those doors for me in the multifamily space. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned that for you, you identified, you know, investing in real estate and being part of multifamily real estate. For you, you identified that as, all right, that is the way that I can build wealth. That is almost the only way that I know I can build that long lasting wealth. And so I'm curious as to what are some of the key benefits, perhaps beyond just that, all right, long-term welfare, but what are some key benefits of investing in those properties and how have you found that it contributes to that long-term financial growth? Sure, that's a great question. So one of the biggest benefits is the tax benefits. So for example, if you invest on stocks or any others, like at the end of the year, uh, you got to pay capital gains on how much you make. With multifamily real estate, you get a depreciation 
at the end of the year because we do a, a cost segregation study that pretty much shows all the depreciation on the property, you know, like the HVACs, the appliances, all that that the property has, it depreciates with time. So the government is like a, a way to give us back to all the investors. So let's say you invest $100,000. At the end of the year, you're able to write off up to 60000 on that investment. So which is, you know, amazing. So many people and so many investors, that's one of the reasons why why we invested. That's personally the reason that got me to invest in multifamily because I was, I was buying so much land at the end of the year that I had to pay capital gains. So with multifamily, I was able to write off a big chunk of money. So that's one of the benefits. The other one is how quick you can scale. So instead of, you know, owning a home you can own the whole building so you own 110 apartments the risk is so much lower because let's say you have a home the tenant moves out you're not cash flowing anymore you're zero percent cash flowing but if you have a building that has 110 people living there and 10 people move out you're still cash flowing for 100 people so is you know the risk is way lower than having a home. Uh, another benefit it's the hedge against inflation. You know, especially in today's days, you see we are going through a recession. Your money has less value than ten years ago. However, when you put your money in this in this kind of assets, your money is appreciating because the property itself is going up in value. Real estate is going up in value. People are always going to need a place to live. So those are one, some of the benefits of investing in multifamily real estate. And the most important thing is like how much my money is going to grow, right? Because you can tell me all this, all oh, that sounds great, but how is my money going to look like? So, you know, this is I'm just going to give you like a high level of how your money will look. Every deal is different and for every investor is uh Every investor is in different journeys, so we sometimes uh, advise different properties. But let's say you invest $100,000. Our goal is going to be to turn it in $215,000 and $250,000 in five years. So your money grows double in five years. Also, during those five years, you're going to get cash flow. It's just like when you have your money in the bank, annually you get 0.001%. Here you get annually anywhere from 4% to 10%. So that's really good investment, you know, including all the tax benefits and everything that I mentioned before. Yeah. And, and that is something that I, I think a lot of us forget about is that appreciation of value is, and, and this is something where people might disagree with me on this, but this is just my opinion. So I'm hoping people don't disagree with me on this. But when I think about investing in the stock market, it is the most terrifying feeling for me because it feels so unpredictable. It's so unpredictable what's going to happen with your money. I know that you can track, you know, stock performance and people do that. But again, it's so dependent on what's going on in the market, what's going on with the CEO, what's going on with you know, what the products they're selling or, or if, depending on what the stock is versus 
I feel like with real estate, as you were saying, it's going to appreciate. And even if you're going through a recession, it's still something that's going to hold its value. And over time, it's going to grow. Over time, it's going to, you know, that it's going to go up in value. Whereas I feel like with stocks, you know, people hold on to them for a while thinking they're going to go up in, in value. And sometimes they don't. And sometimes they completely tank. Whereas at least with the home, you know that nine times out of 10, for the most part, it's either going to hold its original value or go up. Exactly. No, that's uh, that's just correct. I, that's personally the same reason why I didn't invest in a stocks. Because as I told you, like I'm self-made. Like every penny that I have is because I have worked so hard. So I was like, I can't afford to lose my money. Like I don't have a plan B. I don't have anybody, you know, like I'm not married. I don't have a husband when I can go. It's like, okay, you know, I lose all the money. So to me, it was like, I need to play safe, but I also need to grow my money because I don't see myself working this hard the rest of my life. At one point, I want to have financial freedom and just freedom to do or be what I want to be. So the stocks to me is like, I just, something that you can be, it, it can be tangible to me, it's very risky. At these buildings, I can go drive and talk to the tenants, ask them how for how long they have in there and all that. Like, I know it's appropriate. I know I own uh, a percentage of that building, uh, something that you can do on the stocks. And the other thing is like, if you own a stocks, if something goes out or, you know, you cannot never pick up the phone and call the CEO of Apple and say, hey, what happened? Why haven't got distributions or what is going on? Like, oh, you know, like they they are never going to listen to you or give you reports of, on what's happening. Compared to multifamily, you know the operators, you know, before you invest, you got to get to build a relationship with operators you need to trust and make sure. Uh, that's the right people that you want to invest with and have the confidence that if you have questions, if anything goes out, you can always call them, answer uh, any questions, and you will be receiving monthly reports. So that was, just like you mentioned, that was to me like the reason why I never got in real estate, I mean, in stocks or crypto and all that. And I know there's some people, just like you say, like, there's some people who do really good on the stocks and that's great. I mean, one of the things is like that if you're really good at a stocks and all this uh, crypto and everything that is going on, that's good. But it's important to diversify your portfolio. And, you know, you can make some money there and start putting some uh, on real estate, on real assets. Yes, that diversification. And I love that you you mentioned that there because diversification is so important and we don't pay enough attention to it. It's almost like if you find something that works, it's, all right, well, why would I want to do anything else if I know that this works? Um, and I've heard that from people that are sole investors in stock, people that solely invest in real estate. I've heard it on all different sides where it's, oh, I just want to put my money in this. And that diversification piece, I feel like is so important there. And so bringing that back to property ownership, thinking about diversification, how does diversification show up in real estate and property ownership? And are there any best practices that people, especially young entrepreneurs, should keep in mind as they start that 
diversification and they start that investment in the real estate market? Yes, uh, that's super important because as I told you, one of the things, of course, everybody's in different journey. When you're younger, you have more risk tolerance, but if you're getting closer to retire, you have less risk, right? One of the benefits, uh, I mean, and uh, this is a shame plug here, but one of the benefits of, of our company is that we have all kind of assets. You know, we are like the Whole Foods where you can go and you can pick. You can pick the property that best fits your criteria. Because, for example, we do apartments that's very cash flowing properties. Like if you're looking for a passive income, maybe you can explain. I will say, like, recommend exploring the multifamily. But if you have a high income job or a really profitable business, you don't really need the cash flow. However, you need that your money doubles or triples as quick as possible. So we also do triple net uh, construction. We build shopping centers, retail spaces. So since it's a new construction, you don't get cash flow. However, your money grows super quick in, let's say, in three years, for example. In three years, one that we're building in Austin, it's uh, only three years and your money grows 1.72. So if you invest 100000 in three years, you have 170000 which is so quick and so good because in three years, you reinvest and reinvest and you, that's how your money grows and the wealth gets created. So it's important to have all these kind of assets. So if there is... When you diversify your portfolio, you're also mitigating the risk. So if anything goes out with apartments, you also have the triple net. You also have income for other properties. So just like, you know, probably you have here, like don't put all the eggs in one nest. Well, in real estate, we have different asset classes that can help you with that diversification. Exactly. And you mentioned, you know, a piece there around some of the challenges that can perhaps come with that diversification process. And so I'm curious as to, through your work in, you know, real estate investment, property ownership, what have been, you know, the biggest challenges that you've had and how have you overcome them? So first of all, there are two ways that you can get yourself in investing in real estate, right? One is with your own money or the other one is with sweat equity. I at the beginning I put my own money, you know, I had to drink the clay. I wanted I wanted to experience what it was, but at the, at the same time, like I didn't have. I mean, I don't have the packets to be putting money over and over again. So jumping into let me just put my sweat equity, and it was very intimidating because first of all, I don't have that skill set. You know, buying multifamily real estate, triple net, it's not the same thing as buying a piece of land or buying a home. It requires so much underwriting, data, analysis, balance sheets. Of course, you know, the bank is not going to give you a loan on these properties unless, so first of all, you have, you know, if anything goes out, you can respond. And secondly, that the property, you know, can maintain itself. It can cash flow based a loan and everything to operate a property. So it was very intimidating for me to to realize that okay, if I wait until I understand the whole piece, I can underwrite. Like I'm not a mad person, or 
an engineer. So that was, you know, that part of my brain is not that good. <laughs> so knowing that I don't have the network to buy these kind of assets was very challenging. And the way I overcome it was like, you know what? I'm going to start what I can with what I have. If I wait until I can be ready and understand everything about buying these kind of assets, it's going to take me 100,000 years, right? So I was like, let me start with my sales background. You know, as you mentioned at the beginning, my uh, how to business degree. So let me just start, you know, putting systems, building a company, bringing people on board. And that was a way that I was able to add value to my business partners. And that's what unlocked the doors for me. So that's how I overcame that. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing that with me there. And I'd love to connect everything that we've talked about today together. And so I'm curious as to what is one thing that our listeners should take away from this episode? I would say, go ahead and whatever your goal is, either personal, professional, spiritual, whatever you dream, go ahead and try. You're never going to be ready. Nobody's going to come and knock on your door and give you an opportunity. If that's something that you need, you want to do, go ahead, try, connect, just do it. Put yourself in different rooms. Put yourself in rooms where people are doing 10 times ahead whatever you want to do. Whatever your goal is, put yourself in rooms where people are doing it. That is going to open the landscape uh, for you and also inspire you and connect with the people who are already doing it. Yes, and I am smiling so much with that piece there because that is something that I feel like we always really try to push to our listeners is that don't be afraid to do it. Don't be afraid to, you know, stop waiting. And if there's something that you want to do, whether it's a project you want to start, a podcast that you want to start, you want to start investing, you want to, you know, build a business, you want to, whatever it may be, it's that, you know, you got to just start it, right? It's taking that first step towards claiming your potential, so to speak. So absolutely, I could not agree more with you there. And definitely something that all of our listeners should continue to take away is that don't be afraid to, to go out and do it. And for all of our listeners that would love to hear more of your wisdom and connect with you, where can they get in touch with you? Sure. They can visit my webpage, uh, massive.capital slash Jasmine. And Jasmine spells J-A-Z-M-I-N. I have an ebook. People can uh, download it. I shared a little bit about my story and how I overcame all those challenges that we were talking. So that's the best way. I also hang out a lot on Instagram. That's probably the social in social media where you can find me. And my Instagram is invest with Jasmine, all spelled out, and Jasmine J A C M I N. Wonderful. I want to say thank you again so much for coming on to the podcast, Jasmine. For all of our listeners, go down to that episode description box, check out Jasmine, go visit her page, go learn more about her. She is doing amazing things and is seriously paving the way for women when it comes to taking control of your finances and building wealth. So again, I want to say thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Jasmine. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Sophie. This has been amazing. And thank you so much for everything that you're doing. I know you inspire so many women and I'm on the same mission to help women create wealth 
and help them uh, grow in every single aspect. So super excited to collaborate with you and we will be in touch. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on and thank you so much for that. I always love to hear that. And yeah, let's keep fighting it together and uh, keep empowering women. Awesome. Thank you. That brings us to the end of another empowering episode on Claim Your Potential, the empowerment podcast. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed our show and want to learn more about the work we do, you can visit our website, claimyourpotential.org. There, you can access our tools and workbooks, sign up for workshops, join our mentorship program, listen to previous and future episodes, donate to support our cause, and find out how you can get involved. For even more inspiring content, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Claim Potential, where we share inspiration, educational resources, episode and program announcements, and other content designed to help you reach your full potential. Your support means the world to us, and a free way to support our show is by leaving a rating and review on the podcast streaming platform of your choice. Your feedback helps us grow and reach even more people with our empowering message. If you're unsure of how to do this, head over to our website's leave a review page for step-by-step instructions. Thank you to each and every one of you for being a part of this empowering community. Tune in next time as we continue our journey of learning and discover even more ways to claim your potential. Until then, remember that you have the power to create the life you desire. Keep striving and keep growing.